You're listening to the Agents Archive podcast. When she told me to really think about it, like less than 24 hours later, I was signing up for the real estate classes and like jumping all in. There's no such thing as doing part-time real estate. Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the Agents Archive podcast. Today, we're excited to be joined by James Brown out of Houston, Texas. So James is a realtor with Nan and Company at the Laura Bonk team. Uh, and he's been in real estate for a couple of years now, and we're going to dive into his journey in real estate, where he was before, and sort of how he's built his business and the advice he would give to new agents building theirs. James, uh, how are you doing today? Good, Matt. I'm doing well. By the way, just so you know, I made the same mistake literally uh, for for months. So uh, the bunk is pronounced bunk. They're they're cage. It, it, it's it's a Cajun uh, thing, and so. Uh, it's not it's not pronounced the way it's it looks so are they out of out of louisiana uh so no so her husband is uh he, he's from louisiana yeah from eunice yeah eunice louisiana is that a small town? Eunice. <laughs> it's a very small town it, it, it is what you call a crawfish farm town so. <laughs> i love it that is that is deep cajun right there so james let's let's dive right in how about that so first off uh i know you little background from uh, through my brother, y'all went to college together. And uh, from my understanding, you haven't always been in real estate. So I'd love to hear kind of the background before you got into real estate and, and what led you to real estate, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, let me say that uh, I've been thoroughly impressed with you and how you've kind of taken uh, real estate and uh, kind of be an entrepreneur yourself and uh, just really run with it in West Texas. Uh, you know, I, I remember meeting you uh, I guess when Mason was coming in, uh, uh, coming and checking out to live with us at the apartment. Uh, and so it's, I think you were talking about being a cheerleader at the time. So, uh, I know you didn't go very far with that, but, uh, uh it was, uh, it, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun memory. So oh, how did I know you would bring that up? <laughs> Man, I must've been like 10 or 11 back then. Something crazy. That was a, a long time ago. I, I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. I remember, uh, meeting you and Brian when, when we went to go check out that apartment and oh yeah uh, crazy how how much has changed since then oh my gosh i know we're both we're both out in the real world dads i mean it's it's crazy Old man. so yeah well okay so get back to your first question yeah uh, so yeah so before i was doing real estate so getting out of college i had a broadcast journalism degree and i did nothing with that uh, much like like i would say probably 75 percent of people who graduate from college don't end up actually doing what their degrees for, right? Because um, you find what you're actually good at and you end up pursuing that and doing that instead. Uh, well, I didn't know what that was. So I actually, I actually worked like four or five different jobs before I fell into real estate, right? Um, and we, um, but before I was doing this, I was doing financial planning uh, with a big uh, company, uh, that's all over the U.S. And uh, I did that for about five years. It was something that um, I wasn't, uh, I didn't see it as long haul, but it was, uh, it was good at the time because it helped me really uh, grow and be able to get the confidence I needed to go out on my own to start my own business like this. And so, uh, so I've been doing real estate now for uh, just under two years, uh, which seems a lot longer uh, but it's uh, but it's been an absolute blast, and uh, I'm excited to dive a little bit more into that. Yeah, that's really cool to hear. So your background in financial planning, I, I imagine just seeing how you interact with people and knowing how you interact with people, I'm sure that uh, that led to a lot of the 
uh, I guess, professional stuff that, that comes into the real estate side and you bring the fun aspect to it as well. And so what sort of motivated you, would you say, to go from the financial planning to real estate? Because those are, are quite a bit different. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100% different, um, except for the fact that it's not. It's sales, right? It's, pe- mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's dealing with people. And like you just mentioned, like it's one of those, uh, those are two different jobs that even though they're kind of categorized differently as far as like one is finance and one is, uh, and one is more, uh, you know, what you put finance under real estate, right? Um, and so I think that um, what kind of motivated me was actually when I realized I wasn't going to use my journalism degree uh, at Texas Tech, uh, I went to the, uh, I went to like the college career center. They kind of did like an assessment and they actually told me that I would be really good at doing real estate. However, everybody and their moms has a real estate license. And so for me, I was just kind of like, yeah, that just does not sound like that much fun. Uh, plus, I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself in able to, in, for me to be able to do this. Right. Um, and so um, it took me a while to gain that confidence. Uh, but I would say that towards the end, what really motivated me to really uh, jump all in uh, was uh, my friend Laura, uh, whose team I'm on, actually. Um, so she pursued me. Um, she pursued me when I was actually trying to get my uh, license to go uh, and uh, do a loan originating uh, at a mortgage company with her husband, actually. So I've known him a long time. And so he was trying to, he was trying to um, get me to come work with him. And, uh, and in that process, she kind of, uh, she convinced me otherwise. And so uh, which, you know, it's a very unique situation, but at the same time, I also remember throughout the years, all the people who told me I would be good at doing real estate. So it just kind of all really opened up. Um, and there was, you know, how sometimes when people tell you stuff and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. that sounds great. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Th- thanks for that. Not helpful advice. And just kind of like all that, like a story in a box. And then when I actually like went to pray about it, that box opened up and I was just like remembering all the people who have told me how good I would be at real estate. Um, and so that made it very easy. I slept, I mean, like when she told me to really think about it, like less than 24 hours later, I was signing up for the real estate classes and like jumping all in. So I was, uh, it was very, it was very clear to me that it was time. Um, and I was really excited about it, but also like one of my biggest fans is my wife, right? She had confidence in it and she had peace about me doing that because as you know, as you can probably contest with, with yours, like it's, it's nice having somebody having faith in you. Um, but also knowing that, Hey, you got to provide for this family, but you also have a skill set that I want you to be able to use. Um, and so being able to, for her to have that peace and confidence in me really gave me that extra boost that I needed to, to jump right in and get going. That's awesome. So it sounds like as soon as as soon as the idea came across, uh, you prayed about it, and that box opened back up, and and you knew right away that that you were called to to do this. Yes, that's Did exactly you, what's happening. It sounds like you dived in both both feet at the same time. Did you uh, pretty much knock out your classes right away, or did you time it out over several months? Or uh, no, did you so work I took time ever. Uh, nope. So I, uh, so what I did was I used, now remember we are under at this, at this point in time, mm-hmm. uh, I say, remember like, you know, but at this point in time, you know, we're, we're still on lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're not still working remotely, things like that. Um, so I took night classes, um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, weekend classes, uh, there was one overlap, uh, that I had to do, but I was still doing my job at the time. Uh, and I, and I was still doing it during the day. 
there was only one class I had to take where there was one day where I was forced to be in the class. And so I took a sick day. But the reality is, is like I jumped all in with real estate uh, and I was still doing what I was needing to do until I could make that change. Um, and so I eventually there was a little bit of an underlap where I uh, was waiting to take my test, but I knew I needed to leave my job. Um, and so that's when I kind of uh, I, I turned in my notice and uh, that's when I was all in. So it's a, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's easier to be all in because then you know that like there's nothing holding you back. Right. There's nothing that you have like there's no netting over here that you're like, OK, well, I'm kind of doing this. This is like I'm going to give my all starting right now. Absolutely. And I think that's something a lot of new agents uh, kind of use as a crutch when in reality it holds them back from um, from really exploring their full potential in real estate. Um, so for people Absolutely. who might not be licensed yet, but are thinking about um, diving into this as a career, how long would you say that process was from the time you you made that decision to become a licensed real estate agent to the time that you had your license and you were going to the office and, and you were a, a real agent? Yeah. So I would say now, you know, the state of Texas was really behind, uh, mainly because of lockdowns, mainly because they couldn't allow so many people in at the testing center. So there was a little bit of a lag time. Um, I would say, give or take, uh, I would say, Max, give yourself, it gives you, it, it, within within two months, you can be up and running, right? Uh, that's if you're you're able to take all your classes and focus solely on doing that, um, and just knock them one after the other. Um, and then you're able to get signed up for your state and national exam quickly. You're able to pass both those. Then you're able to get background check scheduled. Uh, I would say that within within two months, you're you're rocking and rolling full time. And so I, I don't think that there's uh, you know, it may take a little longer depending on if you have another job and if you're kind of trying to make a transition. Uh, but I would say that probably about two months is probably that time frame. Don't so you think? Yeah, that's a really quick time frame. Uh, that's a good one. That's that's about what I was at as well. I did all of mine um, while I was working at a finance job, and I did that after hours, and I was motivated to get knocked out. So it's similar time frame, yep. but I could see how it could definitely take a lot longer if you're doing like a, a full job and maybe if you have a bunch of kids at home or something like that but if you yep. can knock it out in a short time like that especially I feel like that gives you more um, you have a better likelihood of passing the state national exam on your first tries because um, it's all fresh on your mind still and so once you, once you did pass those and get your license how did you go about um, finding where to land it sounded like Laura might have stole you from her husband. Uh, so it sounds like you might have had a place to land already and, and knew that you're yeah. meant to be there. But what about the the Laura Bunk team called you? So, you know, Laura started doing real estate in Houston about six years ago, maybe a little more than six years ago. Um, and she just kind of crushed it. Uh, I know I, I kept hearing because we run in similar circles uh, and I knew her husband, but I kept hearing just how, how much on fire she was. Um, and mind you, you know, even though we all have networks, right, we all come from, you know, whether you're live, whether you're selling real estate in the town that you grew up in or not, um, you're going to have networks of people, right? But Laura really had to work hard. Uh, she had to crush, uh, you know, it had to prove to people that she was worth using, uh, that people could trust her. And so she really, really just was on fire when she started um, and hitting the ground. And so, Watching her 
And she and I are cut from the same, similar from the same cloth as far as energy level and ideas. And, um, and so we, from, from, a, from a standpoint of marketing and stuff, she and I are always spitting ideas at each other, which is a lot of fun. Uh, and so sometimes, sometimes I have to remember, okay, maybe this doesn't necessarily, even though this is a great idea, sometimes you're like, okay, this, this is not necessarily the market of people are trying to reach or maybe this is not the best way to do it. But she and I have good sounding boards for each other. So yeah, so getting to choose your broker um, is, is definitely nice. Uh, I fell in to a wonderful brokerage, um, you know, that I, cause I, I was coming into real estate knowing that I was doing this to work for. And so for my situation it was a little different. However, because I've met so many people who have done real estate for a long time or even a short period of time, uh, I've talked to people. I mean, I know that the importance of picking a good broker is, uh, it, I mean, especially getting out, it's, it's crucial. You need a good support system. You need people that if you're going to pick a broker, you, you've got to do your research, right? Just like when you were trying to apply for schools, right? You like, you want to do your research and figure out, okay, well, what schools have what programs or whatever else. It's the same thing. Uh, Cause not every brokerage does the same thing. Every broker is just going to try to stand out and going to try to convince you that they are the better one to come work for, you know, whether that's commission splits, whether that's in-house marketing, whether that's uh, what, you know, lead generator, like there's all sorts of ways they're going to try to get you. And so you just have to do your best to, to decipher through that and say, okay, which one better fits me, right? And I think that uh, that's going to be really important. Uh, because you want a good support system. You want somewhere that's going to train you well, give you the support you need, um, and is going to, you know, it's not going to bring you down, right? You want somebody who's going to help you up. And so I would also highly encourage that if you're looking to get into real estate and you, you obviously, I guarantee you, you know, somebody who's in real estate, everybody knows somebody who's in real estate. You get an elevator, like with five people, one of those people does real estate. Uh, I mean, it, it is like there, there's that many people who try to do real estate. Um, and so call those people talk to those people, ask them what their brokerage is like, ask them if you, if they have a team you could work on, uh, you know, that I would say that if you can try to get into real estate, working with a friend, uh, now, you know, sometimes I, I understand there's, there's hesitation there, but I just know that, especially from an experience perspective, having somebody that's not only a friend, that could be a mentor, uh, is huge. So I would say those are kind of the ways to go about trying to find a brokerage, uh, when working, uh, when you, when you start out. I love that. I love that. That's super important. And a lot of folks, when they're they're first getting in, they're only focused on the commission split, not necessarily Correct. thinking of, of okay, so if I'm working with this person who's been, you know, in the top five percent of the market, top of their game for the last five, 10 years, the amount of knowledge you're you're getting from working with them is worth much more than the amount of commission that you're paying to that team or that individual brokerage. Hundred percent. If you're friends with them, that's even better because you know the dynamics going to be going to be there. And uh, right. when you're going in with a team, especially or a brokerage where you're working closely with your supervisor or someone above you, that's really important to have a good dynamic. So something I always tell new agents is like, don't just go to see if they'll hire you. Interview them. Make sure that there's there's uh, some sort of dynamic there that you're comfortable with, and that there's someone you want to work with or work for. Because yeah. um, you're going to be spending realistically a lot of hours with this person. And that's something a lot of people don't think about. They think, oh, I'll be in real estate. I'll be self-employed. You know, I'll work three, four hours a week and I'll make $250,000 a year. Right. When in reality, you might have some weeks where you're, you're working five, 10 hours a week on vacation. Uh, but most of the time when you're busy, you're really busy. You're 
foot to the pedal, you're going hard and you're working long hours and uh, the worst comes out in you and the people on your team sometimes when you're, you're pushed to a breaking point in stressful situations, stressful deals. Oh, yeah. So knowing where those personalities align with one another is, is really important in that. Well, um, and I think that, I think that, you know, that that's right on. And it, it's, it's, you can have a team of people and it, I'm, I'm going to brag uh, for a second about my team and uh, about Laura, just because I, it is a very unique situation. Uh, we all uh, complement each other very well, but we all support each other and have each other's backs. And so being on a team uh, like the one I'm on is, uh, is I'm very, I'm very thankful uh, because I know that there's not a lot of people that get to benefit from being on a team with people who actually care about you, right? Uh, now, at the end of the day, yes, we all want to get paid, but at the same time, we also know that uh, we want to, to succeed as a whole. Um, and so that's what Laura and Laura does a very good job at being a mentor. Um, you know, people are always say, you know, I always call Laura my boss and I joke, and I even tell her this. I say, I, I you know, I go, I go, well, she's not my boss because I have to pay her to be on her team. So, uh, but I go, but she's a very excellent mentor, uh, and somebody that I, you know, very, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, you can learn a lot from. And so, but you know, I will say this, uh, a lot of people going into real estate make the, they make the mistake. And our, our broker, Nancy says it all the time. There's no such thing as uh, doing part-time real estate. Like if you're going to be successful in real estate, you have to be doing it full-time. And I think a lot of people say, I'm going to put my toe in it, dip my toe in it. And when they do that, they don't care what broker they're under, right? They're just like, well, I'm, I'm just going to kind of do this part-time, but it's like, you're not going to make any real money. Like this isn't going to be something that people are going to take you seriously doing. Uh, yeah, you might get one or two good, you know, listings or help one or two big buyers, but at the end of the day, you're not marketing yourself and you're not, you know, giving yourself that uh, momentum for people to take you seriously doing it. And so I know a lot of people who are part-time realtors and they don't, they don't really do that many transactions. Like, you know, it's kind of in, so I just, I just think that it's very important, like I said. Yeah. And a lot of those, those part-time realtors are also what we call secret agents. They're not out there advertising, telling everyone they know that they're real estate agents. So uh, when they're not hitting that income number that they say will put them to full-time real estate, they're surprised, but they're not really putting themselves out there so that they could do that. Right. Um, so taking it back to when you first started, what were your first three to six months like when you were a new agent? What did those look like for you? <laughs> like your day to day? Yeah, it's a fire hose. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where you have to learn you, being a business by yourself. Right. I mean, you don't have anyone telling you to get back to work. You don't have anybody telling you it's time to make phone calls or it's time to do this, time to do that. I mean, you have to have the self-discipline to do so. Um, and so I would say that, you know, jumping in uh, the first, oh my gosh, I came from a world where I made 40 phone calls minimum a day, right? So uh, I learned a lot uh, at my previous uh, job and, and it helped me grow into, you know, the sales person and the, the, you know, be able to do what I am doing today, right? Uh, but I would make phone calls. I'd call everybody in my database. I know it sounds annoying and it sounds like, you like, oh, well, I haven't talked to this person in 10 years. So time to 
time to, you know, op reopen that door and have that conversation. But what I decided to do is be like super sincere, right? Like I wasn't just going to call everybody and go, Hey, how you doing? Okay. Just kidding. I really don't care how you're doing. I'm doing real estate and I want your business. Like that's not the way to go about it. Right. I realized that this may take some time, but you need to open those doors, have those conversations, plant the seeds, right? Cause people won't know what you're doing unless you're, unless you're letting them know what you've done. So, you know, I, I starting out, you know, my main thing was marketing right? Marketing myself, letting people know. I mean, even you, you reached out right away. Like, you know, because, you know, me being able to advertise on social media, sending out mailers, you know, into people's inboxes saying, Hey, I've made the switch. I'm doing real estate. And this is like, this is the team I'm on. I'm really excited. Uh, so just, you know, stay tuned and, and check out what I'm doing. Uh, and then making those phone calls, right? Following up with people and talking to people, having lunch, having coffee, doing happy hours, like just trying to get in front of as many people as possible um, and trying to see, you know, where they're at, right? It's just feeling people out. Uh, but I mean, our biggest, one of our biggest uh, things that we, that we have that we don't utilize is our phones, right? I mean, I can't tell you how many contacts I have on my phone that I don't, you know, that I haven't called and a long time, right? Since college, maybe before college, you know? And so it's just, it, it is, there's kind of a scary factor to it, but it's like, I would say that my day-to-day -day was making phone calls, right? Let, let, and let's talk about the first like couple of months, right? Before I actually really got going. Cause you don't really make a paycheck. You don't really make a paycheck until about, you know, if you're lucky after like a couple, after a few months, right? Because you're, you're having to lay that groundwork first. Um, and so uh, and that's a scary thought, but at the same time, you, that gives you motivation during the day to be proactive, right? Um, and so I would say that, you know, and people keep wondering for me, they're like, well, you're on a team, right? You get leads. I'm like, yeah, kind of, right? So like, I like, yes, if people reach out about one of our listings, like, yes, Laura may throw it my way, but that doesn't guarantee that person's going to be a lead or that, I mean, that person is a lead. There's nothing that doesn't guarantee they're going to be a client right? There's, there's pursuit, there is conversation, there's relationship building. Like it's, this isn't just a here, this is just going to work out for you. Like you've got to pursue them. Um, and, you know, let me tell you, like, internet leads don't really go that many places. <laughs> so I, you know, uh, but I, I would say that uh, for me, working open houses on the weekends, making phone calls during the day, uh, doing at least two or three lunches uh, a week with friends or people that I know maybe maybe moving into that transition of life where they may want to buy or they know people who want to buy. Then we can have conversations and just say, hey, who do you know that you know may be interested that I may be able to reach out to? Like, And there's no pressure about it, right? And so um, I would say it was a lot of that. Uh, and another brag about NAN Properties is you know we have in-house marketing. We don't use a third-party company for our videography for any of our marketing it's all in-house um and so uh that is something that is very uh helpful because i i pay for it right so it's like i gotta use it right it's like and so like i you know use it and that's why i tell all our new agents i'm like use it use it use it use it because it's it's there for you right to help you grow whether it's mailers newsletters whatever and so and those are the things you got to constantly continue to be in front of people in order for them to take you seriously, call you back, or even consider like referring. So, uh, so yeah, so getting started, I would say phone calls, lunches, and uh, posting as much as possible. I go, you want to, you want to appear busy. I know it sounds awful, uh, but you know, you want to appear busier sometimes than even if you're not that busy, uh, you want to appear busier so that people know you're busy. Uh, I have not had that uh, luxury yet of not, not being busy, but 
uh, I, I do know that that is that's that's key to like being in front of people all the time. Right. And your social you media is a prime example of looking busy. <laughs> I, if anyone is is on real estate social media in Houston, they know what you're up to. Uh, what is your Instagram handle for anyone who's watching? Massacre Harold, it's James Brown 300. Okay. Uh, I, I probably should change that one day. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, that's an old, like, you, I don't know if you remember, you probably too young, but uh, when AIM, uh, when AOL yeah. Instant Messenger, oh, yeah. uh, that, that was my handle for AIM uh, way back in the day. And then I made that uh, my email address and then I just kept started making that thing. And so, it around. Uh, James Brown 300 is the, uh, is the handle for that. And check it out to see what James is up to. He is, I mean, he is the king at posting on socials these days on, on Instagram for real estate. And I think we can all learn something just from scrolling through his feed. Um, so James, you do some stuff that I have not seen anyone else in the business do. Um, you have probably the most unique video marketing that I've seen among every real estate agent that I know. So your Thank announcement you. video for getting into real estate, for example, um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? I mean, that was like a full-blown music video. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, I've, I've learned that as I as I'm getting older, not, I'm not I'm not that old. I'm 32, right? But uh, I, but the reality is, is there as I'm getting older, so so do the people older, so do the people above me, right? So. Uh, I think I'm about to, I'm, I'm going to age out the, the James Brown era of where of people who knew who James Brown is. So, um, so I, I'm going to milk it for as long as possible. Uh, and I'm going to educate some youngins uh, about who, uh, who the Godfather of soul is, but yeah, so that, that video, I was like, I had to do something unique and stand out. And from the get go, because Laura does a lot of great marketing, uh, her videos are fantastic. Right. Um, and so I have, uh, you know, I have a lot so like I said, though, she and I are cut from the same cloth, uh, so we both have very good ideas. Um, but she, her, the way her, she, way she, she did her videos, especially with other people in them, I was just kind of like, yeah, that's not gonna fly. Like I'm not, I'm not a stand here by the corner and and like you know just smile kind of guy. Like you know, I was like, I've got to be doing things. Like I've got to, we've got to make this fun. We got to make things fun. And so that that video. Um, uh, really shows a our brokerage and just like the what we do when we help people sell houses. Uh, I mean, it is it is remarkable of just some of the content and the videography and all the digital stuff that we do for the houses for the listings we get uh, is incredible. Uh, it's one of the reasons why we went out so many big listings in Houston as well is because we are because we have a fantastic team that puts that stuff together. Um, and we're able to really, really hit all the spheres of uh, not only Nan and Houston, but of Christie's International. So we're able to post all our listings all over the world, which is huge. Um, and so, uh, so being able to tap into that, uh, but then at the very end of it, yeah, we, uh, we did, we did a little James Brown number and, uh, and dance to that. Uh, and so, uh, that's, I think it's, that's, that's, it's on my social media still, but, uh, I, uh, I had a great fun. I had a great fun doing that. Uh, I was, I was about, I was about like 12 pounds heavier then. So, uh, I feel like I should probably redo it. I was coming off the, I was coming off the COVID-19, uh, you know, uh, but I, uh, but yeah, no, it, it was, I've been having a lot of fun making videos. I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I don't know. We, you know, this past year we did the frozen one. I'm not sure if you oh, yeah. saw that. And so where I, I, I rewrote the lyrics to let it go, um, uh, to get it sold. And, 
Uh, we made a whole video for that. And uh, I, I had a blast doing that. I got to go to a, uh, a, a recording studio. So I got to sit down at a like authentic recording studio where they have like this massive screens and the guy's just working his stuff. And I mean, and I got to sing into a, thing, a mic, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it was like, it was, it was hilarious. It was, it was awesome, but it's just like getting to do that. You know, normally I've, I'm not, I'm not a stranger to making videos. I've made videos all throughout college when Vine, you know, before Vine became popular, I loved Vine and, you know, I've always made videos, but be able to do something with like, with like an actual soundtrack uh, and be able to do something with my voice was, was pretty cool. And so production uh, value. yeah, production value. Exactly. And that's, and that was, it was, it was well worth the money spent for sure. Uh, and then, uh, you know, there's other times, uh, you know, Laura, her big, her, one of her big claim to fame was that, you know, not many people do. Uh, but she like a year, a couple of years, no, maybe like a year before I joined, she jumped in the pool at one of her listings. Uh, and that just really got a lot of attention. Uh, and so, you know, in one of the videos I got thrown into the pool and, we're, you know, we're always, we're having to do lots of cuts lots of times with me in the videos because I, I tend to be more goofy than, uh, than serious, but, uh, you know. I think your personality comes through in those videos too. And that's something that a lot of agents could learn from. Uh, if you're looking through just like regular real estate Instagram, it's a lot of very serious uptight posts and super professional. Uh, mm -hmm. and there's no, there's no fun or personality in it. So when you finally meet the person, it's like, oh, this is a totally different human being from, what I expected from social media, but with James, I mean, looking at your socials and knowing you and working with you, what you see is what you get. Like you're going to have a good time and just seeing all the, the fun videos. Another one that you've got on there that, I mean, I probably watched it two or three times through and sent it to, to other agents was uh, you're advertising for a listing that you had. And the whole concept was that you weren't moving out of the house, I think, until you got it sold. And you're like coming out of the closet, <laughs> like, hey, is it cool if I borrow this shirt? <laughs> the, the I like, forgot about that one. Yeah. Someone yeah, buy so, this house so we can get yeah, James so. off of our couch. <laughs> so those are my clients. I actually met them at a uh, I actually met them at an open house the day before the big Texas freeze. Really? Uh, before the power grid went 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 out and you know, we all we all froze to death. Uh, I actually met them at an open house and uh, ended up they I ended up helping them buy and then also sell their home and they're wonderful clients of mine uh, I definitely got them out of their shell let's say that uh, but yeah no I just I you know when planning my videos I want to be creative and unique and different uh, I think that that is that is something that helps you stand out in this industry but it also for me it's not forced. It's something that comes natural. And I say, how can I have fun doing this? And that's how I live a lot of my life is how can I have a lot of fun doing this? This may not be that much fun. How can I make it more fun? Um, and so that to that, it's me, it's in, you know, I'm in my element, right? Uh, but actually funny, funny story is I actually had a completely different script and idea driving out to the suburbs to film that that day and completely changed at the moment I got there. I, that, that was off the, that was off the, like, just, just random, you know what, actually scratch what I was going to do. Let's do this instead and yeah. just kind of wing it. And it turned out great. Uh, got a lot of good publicity. And, and so I, I, I love it, but it's just, my head's always spinning with that kind of stuff. So I love that. And I think that's something that's super important to, to having a lasting career in real estate too. Cause if you're mm -hmm. doing things that, that you hate and you dread getting up and, and doing the work every day to, to make 
make your business successful, you're not going to continue doing it five, 10, 15 years later. So finding things like you being in your element, doing those fun videos, um, you know, someone might hate cold calling or door knocking, but they might love writing. So they could, you know, start yeah. a real estate blog or start writing uh, posts in their local newspaper or something like that about real estate. So when, when you're talking to a new agent or if you're going to give someone advice on finding where their element is within real estate and building their business, like you found yours with those fun videos, what would, what would your advice be to help someone find, um, I guess, their, their niche within the, the marketing and, and prospecting lead gen business development? Yeah, so if you're jumping into this and you've never, let's say you're jumping into this, you've never done it before. Or let's say you did this 10 years ago uh, and then you took a break, you became a parent, you started doing something else, blah, blah, and you're coming back. Uh, I would say that uh, my advice and it's something that I did this past fall. Brian Buffini is a real estate as a real estate coach uh, out of California. Uh, he is he's uh, fantastic. You know, I I know I hear about a lot of coaches and a lot of different this or that. Right, and we get messages real estate agents all the time about people who are like, hey, would you like a coach or hey, how would you like to you know get more likes or more leads, whatever else. But Brian Buffini, uh, he has this program. It's called 100 Days of Greatness, um, and it's a hundred day course, right? And you pay for it um, and they send you a box and that box comes with all this stuff. Um, it's well worth the money. Um, I did it. Uh, I did it with some people in my brokerage. Um, and so we got to do it together, uh, which I think that I, I know that there's people that have done it by themselves. Um, but I would say that this actually is a fantastic way to get yourself back into the game or get into the game. Uh, because a lot of times we don't know what to do or where to start. Right. And in this course, it teaches you that even if you're busy, even if you're a real estate agent and you've been busy, right? I go, we're going to have months where it's slow. Even in this market, we're going to have months where it's slower, where we don't have as much going on. And it's on those slow days that really matter on how we're productive. Um, it's in those slow days where, where what we do is going to count to help our business grow. Um, but a lot of people don't know what to do in those slow days uh, or what to do when they start out. And so, uh, this Buffini course uh, really teaches you um, kind of the ins and outs of, of structure, right? How to structure your day and, and uh, efficient things to be productive. Um, now, because the reality is, is we're going to, you know, every day is different in real estate, right? Um, but if you can know that whether you have stuff on the calendar, or you don't have stuff on the calendar, you're going to be productive and it's going to help your business move forward. Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? Uh, and I'll give you snippets without, you know, without, without ruining completely, you know, there's things that like writing handwritten notes to people, right? You're making your phone calls, scheduling your lunches, scheduling, doing Popeyes, right? I know Popeyes are, are kind of, you know, they're kind of laughed at, but they're a big, they're really big. Be able to, if you're driving around and you're driving by a client's house and they'll drop by with a little Popeye of like a Starbucks gift card with like some sort of little cutesy like phrase or whatever else, you know, whatever, whatever works for you and your style. Uh, I mean, it's, it's big. And so these are all things that you go, you go, you can make your day productive if you can just focus for three hours and do these things. Um, and so I would say it's well worth it. Uh, they give you a lot of other stuff as well, but I would say if you're just starting out, um, how to kind of get your netting is really, uh, is, is do that or find some mentors, find some, you know, centers of influences that in the real estate market that you think, wow, I would love to learn from them and ask them, Hey, can I come shadow you? Like, I, I think that learning and continuing how, figuring out how to continue to grow is key and you being successful.
right? Absolutely. And I, excuse me, I took it, I guess, probably three or four years ago, that Buffini course. So I don't remember yeah. everything, but I remember what he talked about a lot of was all the different hats that you have to wear as a real estate agent. And he mm-hmm. goes into the, the different responsibilities uh, under each hat. So, you know, you have the rainmaker, you have the, the business owner, the account. I can't remember all of them, but yep. what you're talking about, the pop buys and the handwritten notes, that's something that even years later, I've time blocked every day on my schedule time to, even if it's just writing one handwritten note to, to someone yep. I had a conversation with earlier in the week uh, or thinking of pop buys for future events. Like some of the most effective pop buys I've had have been the cheapest. Like around Halloween one year, I made a bunch of little tiny gift bags. I got everything I needed except for the candy at the dollar store for like $25, little Halloween mm-hmm. bags, um, ribbon to tie up on there and little note cards, filled them with a handful of Kit Kats and Reese's and stuff, wrote a, a silly little punny note on there and just dropped yep. it off to all the clients and former clients who had kids and you wouldn't believe, like within seven days of Halloween, I had people, hey, yeah, it was great to see you when you pop out the Halloween candy for the kids. I, I wanted to tell you, I have this client who's been looking to buy a house and they need to sell there. So uh, yeah. let me connect you. Uh, can I give you their phone number? They're ready yeah. to sell now. I'm like, absolutely. Thank you so much. And going on that, following back with those clients, because uh, you have those people who, when you do do those pop buys, those small little gestures, they're going to send you referrals consistently. And I've got, I've got some clients who, I mean, they've sent me 10 to 15 referrals uh, since helping them with their house. And those are the clients that every time they send you someone, you need to be going back and being very appreciative, thanking them, uh, send them a thank you gift. Like you said, like a Starbucks gift card is great. Things like that. And usually get to know those people really well as well. Uh, And the whole Buffini, the whole method, his hundred days to greatness, his pathway to mastery, all that stuff. It really helps you find uh, where you fit in among all the different things within real estate and what works for your business. So it's not necessarily well, just a, yeah. a one size fits all. He He's good about, and his coaches are good about helping you find what works for you. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. And it, and like those Popeyes are like all, everything, everything that we do in marketing wise is to stay in front of people. And mm-hmm. is to, to show people that we're doing something, you know, that we're not sitting around, you know, it's, and it's like, and it, and, it, and, it, and it counts, like you said, you can get leads from it. I mean, you can get referrals from it and that's, that's huge. Right. So what was, you know, it, you know, when you pass out for national ice cream day, I gave away ice cream scoopers, uh, with nice little ice cream scoopers with $5 gift cards to Baskin Robbins. And with a little tag that said, if you need the scoop on the real estate market, give me a call, you know, super Good easy. One. Not, not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like super easy, not hard. And I got some nice ice cream scoopers. So I was like, I'm not gonna give them some crap. Like, you know, yeah. I was like, and, and it, and it's great. And it, and it produced, and it produced referrals for me. Uh, but I also had fun doing it. Right. So yeah, that's the key. Like if, if you're going to hate doing pop buys and going to visit clients and former clients and stuff like that, Don't that's do it. not, that's not for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has to be something you're going to enjoy in. Uh, and something kinda, that matches your personality too. It matches your personality, right? You can't force it. Like there's people all the time that try to force, uh, try to force like being somebody else. And this is one of the things was like, is like one of my biggest, one of my biggest things I've had to learn in this industry you kind of have to learn life anyways, is stop comparing yourself to others. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be running your business the same way that Joe, you know, Joe across the way is running his business, right? You, cause Joe across the way is, you know, a, is, is an engineer by trade, right? So he's a lot more quiet. So he's got his ways, you know, but James Brown, 
like is way more extrovert and he's got his ways. I was just said, we can't, you know, you can't try to compare apples and oranges because it's very different. Um, but the moment you start trying to compare with people and just following people on Instagram and Facebook and just comparing yourself, comparing yourself, you dig yourself into this hole. And when you're in this hole, it's hard to get out of. It really is. It's hard to get out of this hole where you're just self-doubt. Um, and that's not the way you want to be. Uh, you want to be able to say, hey, you know what? I'm different than that person. I do, I'm going to run my business different than that person. And yeah, like I may not, I may not have these billion dollar houses to sell, right? But I go, but I am going to have something of my own. Right. And I'm going to build something of my own. Um, and so, you know, it's very easy for us to get caught up in that. I think just in life in general. But uh, I think one of my rules is like, I, I don't follow people on Instagram if I'm going to compare myself to them. It's a good, that's a good rule. I like yeah. that. And I think, I think if more of us followed that rule, there'd be less disappointment and uh, less self-doubt. I know that's, that's a pretty big feeling a lot of, uh, in, in a lot of agents, especially new agents who they haven't really gotten their roots established in their market. And they're seeing all these agents who are selling, you know, 25, $30 million in houses a year, and they've sold two houses for a hundred thousand dollars each. And they're trying to be this person that they're not. And they're wondering why it's not clicking for them. And it right. comes down to finding who you are, what works for you. And there's, there's no right answer because it's going to be different for, for every single person. Right. So like kind of going off of that question, what would you say would be your primary uh, source of business development? Is it mostly going to be videos these days? Is it the handwritten notes? Is it pop buys and, or is it a combination? What would you say the breakdown it's, is for you? For me, my leads um, are, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a breakdown of, of marketing, uh, being able to market myself, people see my stuff and it's just, uh, and then they, um, I'm not saying I post a video and I have like a thousand people wanting to use me. Like that's not how it works. Right. I post a video and then somebody's, uh, you know, somebody's like, somebody sees me, right. They're sitting in their office and they see my funny video and they kind of get a giggle, whatever else. And then they go to the cube next door during lunch. And Becky says, Hey, you know, says, uh, she said, what's going on? Oh, well, my husband wants to sell the house, but we don't really know how to get going. Oh, you should call my friend James, you know, cause I'm fresh on the mind. Right. And so, so yeah, social media and videos are huge. Um, I would say, you know, your network and how you utilize your network. Um, and, and then open houses. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like I got, I got a ton of leads last year from open houses. Um, but it's the follow-up game, right? People don't. And I, I, I'm myself and sometimes bad at it i have seasons where i'm just terrible at the follow-up game and then there's some seasons i'm totally on it um but you know the reality is is it's like you know you get when you go to open houses when you host open houses right let's be i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna specify that for people who are listening like when you host an open house uh which when you have a brokerage when you're in a brokerage and you get going i would just send out a mass email to everybody says, Hey, who's got a listing and do an open house set. And then just do open house after open house after open house. That was how I generated a lot of leads last year. Um, it was just because I was just doing open houses all the time, um, which is great right now. We are in a crazy market where, you know, there's a, there's a, there was a season where everybody who was coming in is, uh, is not new to the game, right? Everyone who's coming in has already been looking for a while and getting outfitted. And so uh, got a little rundown on that, but, the reality is, is open houses are so good. I mean, I've met, I've met some really great clients through open houses. And so I would say that using that as a source of lead generation, and then you know what, you've got all these people that come in, you get people to sign. I go, you go and follow up with all of them, call all of them a month later, say, Hey, 
you know, like just following up. Yeah, it was great meeting you. Uh, did you, were you able to find a house? You know, we were able to sell this one, but you know, didn't know if you were able to find a house or not. Even if they have an agent, you can just say, hey, is everything working out okay? Like it, it's all about just communicating because you don't know. You don't know if somebody had a really bad experience with their agent, you know, brokerage is looking for somebody. That, that same story is, I use that as an illustration because that happened to me. Because I called somebody off my open house list and I said, hey, I said, were y'all able to find anything with, you know, so-and-so? And they're like, no, actually we fired them because, you know, there, we had a discrepancy about some stuff. Uh, but we were literally talking this morning about how we need to find somebody else to buy a house. Um, and so, like, it was just, it was just, a, it's, it's that kind of, you know, working Perfect the, timing. right, yeah. Exactly. That wouldn't have happened if you hadn't reached out to communicate in the first place. And that's where uh, I know, well, especially as a new out, agent. It wouldn't have worked out if I hadn't gone to the open house. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's very easy to go to open houses and get and say, oh, nobody came or, or everyone was represented. But you don't know. Follow up with them. You don't have to see, you don't have to add them to your email list and, and annoy them with with emails. Just like just add them, say, hey, in a month, I'm going to follow up with these people. And that's if it. you're doing two open houses every weekend, you're going to be generating at least four, I'd say four minimum qualified leads that turn into clients and turn into closings eventually. It might take some, some nurturing, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly fast and reliable source of, of, of business. Uh, it's not always the most fun, especially if you're, you're standing there on hard tile floors and dress shoes for eight hours a day on, on your weekends. But uh, as a right. new agent, you don't necessarily have the luxury of, of not being on your feet working hard. So it's a good way to, to get your business off the ground and uh, use what you're talking about before doing those pop buys and, and building up your referral network so that you're not necessarily 100%. having to do two open houses every weekend for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, if you were to break down the split of you know prospecting, marketing, lead gen, uh, what ratio would you say it was at the beginning when you first started? Was it mostly prospecting and less marketing legion? And is it now flip-flopped or how has that changed from uh, when you first started to now that you're more established? I would say I'm definitely doing more marketing now than I was when I started. Um, I think that prospecting was, was, it has to be, you have to be prospecting, uh, but you have to be marketing. That's the hard part, right? You want to, you need to have it as a very equal split. Um, but we get so off balanced and, you know, and it's very easy to set that off balance, um, but we just have to continue to come back to, okay, like, cause you have to go, how can I continue to prospect, but also market? Um, and that's where having a good schedule during the day, right. And it's setting off going, okay, this is time where I'm going to market. This is time where I'm going to phone call prospect. Uh, this is, you know, time where I'm going to try to generate some leads and, you know, you and, like that, the open house list, right? I think that that's a huge, um, I think that's, that's, I think it's big. I think now I think prospecting and, you know, you know, lead generating are two different things. Prospecting is when you're, you know, calling your friends, having conversations and saying, Hey, who do you know? Whereas lead generation is, okay, these are the leads I have. How can I push, how can I try to, uh, you know, get myself in the door with those people that are already, you know, already, I know they're in kind of interested in looking at houses because they showed up at this open house. Um, and so I would say that, I, I would say that it's fairly equally split now. Um, I could always do more marketing. You know, it's funny you complimented me on my marketing, but yet uh, I get told uh, literally last year, I thought I did a great job marketing last year. Uh, but Laura, who likes to, who, who, who does a fantastic job. I mean, she posts every day 
just great stuff. She's always telling me I need to do more. So that's like one of my goals this year. It's to actually post more marketing material uh, for people. And uh, because I, I, the prospecting thing for me comes kind of naturally. Um, so I, I do that pretty easily. Uh, but it's the marketing thing that you would think comes naturally as well, but it takes time. Right. It takes time to do stuff, to think about things and then to put it into action. So I think that, uh, you know, I would say if you're starting out, I would say that you need to make sure that you are spending you're spending probably more time prospecting than marketing. Um, but you need to be doing all three across the board, because if you're not uh, you're you know, you could you could be marketing all day, every day. And that's all you're doing. And that's great. That will produce some sort of lead generating, but it's not going to come nearly as fast and without the prospecting. Agreed. I hear stories all the time of new agents complaining, saying, I'm spending three grand a month on Facebook ads and I'm not getting any deals. Well, it's, well uh, where, what are you doing on the other side of that? Because if you're just marketing, you're not going to have a full, well-rounded round or fully rounded business. Uh, it, a lot of yeah. that comes down to when I first started, similar to you, I mean, I was I was prospecting from 8 a.m. To, to 2 p.m. Then after two, I was going on appointments that I had set in the morning, but really leaning in heavily on the prospecting. And once I kind of had deals that were in the pipeline, I was able to pull back a little bit from the prospecting and start equalizing that in the marketing so that it was a little bit more uh, manageable. And the more that you have in marketing, uh, I would say that the easier it is to handle client service as well, because that does become somewhat of a balancing act once you have clients that you're working deals with on top of generating new business for the future of your funnel so that you're not right. having that, that common roller coaster that so many people see when they just, they prospect and lead gen, they get a client and they stop everything else completely just to focus on that yep. client or those clients. Once they close those deals, who are they working with then? No one. Um, so finding, finding a way to balance all that is, is pretty important. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think that that's, uh, it's, and it's hard. It's hard when you have seasons where if you have four buyers and you have two houses listed, like, I mean, you've got your hands full, uh, and don't get me wrong. It's great. But you have to be remembering that you're like, okay, like I, you know, and it's not hard, like to market. It's really not that hard, especially on social media. I mean, we have way more resources now to let people know what we're doing and outsourcing than, than ever before. Right. Um, and so I think that, it is, it's crucial. You're out doing showings, post some of those showings on, you know, Instagram, right? I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be super crazy long or creative, but just post, you know, post certain things about the house, ask people what they like about it, right? People will respond. There's people who love sitting on their phones all day doing that, those quizzes and crap. I go, I guess, like, you know, it's like, and so I think that it's, I think it's good, but it's, it's at the same time, you're, you're out helping them. You're also marketing. Um, and then by, you know, by having conversations with them, by being with them, you can even ask them, you can even ask other clients like, Hey, you know, be like, you know, do y'all have any other friends looking that, you know, y'all, that y'all have gotten to talk to about this too, you know, you kind of, you know, you ask questions about, you know, it's just like, it's just kind of getting in there and, and you're kind of trying to generate some more leads. And so like there, there's ways to do it, uh, without, without focusing, sole focusing on one. And then, like you said, letting the, letting time pass and then you have nothing. So. I like that. I like that. And time management is super important uh, when you're when you're yep. building up your your database and, and getting those deals going. What would you say as, as you started out? Uh, how has your time management changed? Have you figured out like a schedule that works for you on a, a weekday basis or anything like that? <laughs> I've actually become a lot better at my time management. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I would say as as an ADHD 
you know, uh, person, my, you know, I, I can go all over the place. Uh, but once I've learned every year, I like to come up with a word for myself uh, and to, and to uh, apply that word to what I'm doing in my, my life. Uh, and, uh, you know, in years, it's been discipline. Um, and in, in years, been, you know, there's, there's been different things that I've had, but I think that it's important to have discipline to be able to have good time management, right? Um, and it's saying, I don't care what happening. Now, mind you, your clients come first. So if you have a client who needs to go do a showing during lunch, but you scheduled, you know, time to do some marketing, it's like, it's like, well, obviously you want to take them to see that thing and that's okay. But then you just have to redesignate some other time for that. And so it doesn't, you know, th th you don't have to give up things. You just have to redo that with our, with our time. And I think our time, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's flexible, right? We do have flexible time. Um, and, uh, but what I've also learned is that I don't have to say yes to everything, right? I can also say no. Um, I've, I, I, I learned this, that if I have a client who wants to see a house, now mind you, if we've been in situations, it's like, Hey, that's great. Um, you know, we, I do want to take you to see this, but I cannot do this right here. I'm not going to drop everything all the time. Um, because, you know, I do have other things going on. I do have a family. Um, and you know, I think that for me, I go, if I just said yes, all the time, then I would get put into situations where I'm just running, 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 and I'd burn myself out. So you have to have time for yourself. Uh, so I would say that my time management over the last year has gotten so much better. Um, and that I, I wake up and I have a routine, uh, especially now that we have the baby, right. Uh, and my baby is a routine baby. I don't know about your, about your babies, but, uh, her mama is routine type a planner. So we have a routine baby. Uh, she knows when it's time to eat. She knows when it's time to sleep. So it's uh, very thankful for that. But I go, so we're all on routines over here at the Brown House. But uh, I would say I have a routine, right? Um, and after I, at, in the morning, after I drop my daughter off, I go and work out. After I work out, um, I come home and I shower and I make my phone calls. Now, mind you, half the time I'm at the gym, my day starts. Like I'm getting, I'm responding to emails, text messages, phone calls at the gym. I multitask, right? I think there was one time I was talking to a client while I was on one of the machines and she was like, she's like, are you working out? You sound out <laughs> uh, of breath. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that, uh, having good time management starting out is a, is, is crucial. So whatever you need to write it down, whatever you need to do to make it that your time period, if you need to lock the door, find someone that's not distracting. That's the hard part. It's sometimes it's like, it, you can be very distracted at home. We, we work from home, right? Or I, I don't know where you work out, but I, I, I work out of my house, right? I don't, we don't really have, we have an office, but we pay just work from our homes. And so I don't, so like I have to make myself, right? So I set that stuff up and I go, there's times where I lock myself in a room and I, I lock myself in a room and I turn off my phone or I don't turn off my phone, but you know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm like, okay, there's no social media. There's no nothing. I'm just making phone calls and I'll write down, I'll go through and I'll write down on a piece of paper, all the people I'm going to call. And then I'm not doing anything else after those people are called or I'm doing this. So, you know, it's staying disciplined during that time. And that's hard to do. That is especially hard to do. But once you get that down and you have your groove that you can get into it, everything else just seems to fall into place is what it, yep what it feels like a lot of times. And that's what a lot of people say. When I first got in, I remember talking to the agents who they've been doing it for like 20, 25 years. And that's yep. the thing that they always say is the difference between agents who last and agents who drop out after three, four, five years is their ability to be consistent with sticking to their schedules. Um, Cause also on the flip side, saying yes too much, like you said, I mean, they could do a lot of business, but after two years of doing that, 
they're completely burnt out and they'd rather do anything else. So finding where your boundaries are with clients uh, and, and where that starts and where that ends is super important. So oh, 100%, we're, yeah. we're approaching an hour now, so I don't want to keep you forever. Solid. Do you yep, have time no. for a, a final four questions real fast? Go. All right, perfect. Number one, what is your favorite real estate or business related book? Never Split the Difference. It is written by Chris Voss. He is a former FBI uh, negotiator. Um, and he talks about how life is just a series of negotiations. Um, and in our job, we have to be able to negotiate well, um, because that is sometimes the difference between uh, getting, helping somebody get their house or not getting their house. Uh, and so I read that book. Uh, it was given to me as a gift. Um, and it is, it was one of those books that I, not only do I enjoy hearing stories about how he like interrogates and negotiates with, you know, terrorists, but, uh, I also think that uh, I got a lot of value out of it in helping me with my business. That's a great book. I love that one as well. That's a good yeah. choice. Question number two, what advice would you give a new real estate agent to help them build their business and have a successful career? Uh, marketing, marketing, marketing beyond the phones. Uh, it's one of those things is, uh, let's see. I mean, uh, every dollar you spend on yourself, right. Is uh, a dollar invested into your business. And I think that, uh, you are your best investment. So don't see it as don't see when you spend money on marketing, uh, don't see it as, okay, I have to make this back. Uh, cause you will, but see it as I'm investing in myself and into my business, because that's how we're going to grow and succeed. Um, but, and also don't get down and quit. I mean, I literally, I think that's huge. I think we spend a lot of time comparing to each other and then we get really down and then we said, you know what, forget it. I'm not doing this. And I go, and that's why real estate has a high turnover rate. Um, and so it's because people, people start doing that. So I love that. Yeah. Finding a yeah. team like you did with the bunk team who is lifting each other up rather than right. standing on each other's shoulders is, is huge. Absolutely. Question number three. What are your goals for the next year, James Brown? <laughs> so the word this year is action. Uh, it's to take more action. When I think of things, I'm going to do them. Uh, there's a lot of times I spend a lot of time planning them and I don't actually pull the cord uh, and pull the trigger. And so I am going to take more action. Uh, I want to produce more content. I want to write more letters. I want to do more lunches. Uh, but I also... I think that there is, um, I think that there's a lot of good in spending time with people, uh, spending time with good people. Um, and so I have designated uh, a, a couple uh, kind of center of influences of people that I would uh, consider uh, not just role models in the business or in business world, but uh, people that I can learn from and grow from. Uh, I've kind of targeted out those people. And so it's my goal to really invest time with them. Um, and just learn what they have to say, uh, because I think that that's I think that that's something that's super important in uh, our ability to continue to grow. That's powerful. I think that's something that we could all all incorporate into our our next year ahead of us and and learn from. So we'll be we'll be watching to see how those go for you. And uh, number four is what's the best way for listeners to get in touch with you? Uh, best way you can you can message me on social media. My hand at uh, Instagram is James Brown three hundred. Uh, it's the same, I think, I don't know, on Facebook, but uh, you can reach out to me on, uh, you find me on LinkedIn. I don't really, I'm not on LinkedIn as much. Uh, you do a good job being on LinkedIn, I feel like, uh, but uh, I, yeah, I need to be better. Um, but you can always give me a phone call. Uh, that stuff is on my social media as well. Um, and I would, you know, if you have questions about becoming a real estate agent in Houston, uh, I'd be happy to help you. 
I have, I, I think over the last six months, I think I've had a, about a dozen people reach out to me, ask me about joining real estate and just wanting to kind of know the ins and outs. And uh, I love it. I love being able to help people make that decision or not even help make the decision, but help give them some confidence in moving forward. So. I love that James. And, and thank you. We'll link all that in the, the show notes as well. So people can reach out and Perfect. thank you everybody for taking the time to listen to the first episode of the agents archive podcast.